You trying to save some of that money on your rent, huh? You want to go back home and live with your parents so you can save it, right? Huh? (laughs) Can I punch in on this? Anyway, this week on Textually Active, we're talking about intergenerational households. You know, when you stay at home for a little longer, you get with your family and y'all all all get one house and y'all all all pay the same bills so that somebody can save money to get another house. Yeah, this week we're getting into it right now on Textually Active to talk about can we do it as black people? Are you really willing to stay home and save money so that you could buy a house? Tune in right now on Textually Active. This is your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez and I got Measy with me. What to do? EA is on the boards. Yer. And we're back to give you that fire conversation that you guys all love. Why are you talking like that? So the other week I had to do like this thing where... Uh, you know, because I'm in marketing, where we had to like test people's voices to do like a voiceover for a video. So I listened to a whole bunch of people do like their voices and how they switched it up and their inflection and the motion in their voice. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I was trying to like give a little sultry. What are y'all trying to do to sell this construction equipment? <laughs> yeah, you Bro, know. come on now. Y'all be selling lawnmowers. <laughs> if you think it hard while you on the lawnmower, that's wild. No, but it's different tones that go with different videos. <laughs> if y'all was selling washing machine, it would make I sense. I do not need that for my riding mower. <laughs> you might need you need a, a a voice that's confident. But if it was a if it was a washing machine, mm, hey. you could get sexy with the washing machine. That just, that just seems a little misogynistic. Those just be, bro, those just be women that who lifestyles won't allow them to buy a rose. They you want just an extra spin? You want something that's going to squirt back at you? Hey, wow! Get this extension on your sink. I'm, so, I'm just saying that <laughs> I would buy a washing machine if Joanna Scammer was trying to sell it to me. What would he just, say? Just voice. What would she say? I'm sorry. Excuse that's me, Joanne. Most of us as just fucking millennials are written off fucking washing dryers. So if it was a cheat, what is the buy? I damn sure would. You said. Written, yeah, like a little fee on a month. Oh, renting. (laughs) You know what? It's a good investment though, because your your washer and dryer go it go bad after about a year or so. I mean, I don't know. Shit, my dad had this washer. That's why we got to stop doing rent a center. Why? No, I'm just we don't do rent a center, but that's funny. Like, yeah, if your washer and dryer go bad after a year, that's not. not I don't know. Some somehow this conversation about washer dryer triggered me into a childhood moment and I want to know if you all shared it. Have you ever took the laundry basket and rode down the steps in it with your sibling? Privilege for having a house that had steps in it. <laughs> Privilege for having a house. <laughs> Privilege for having a house with multiple levels. Like, I know somebody out there hearing me. Privilege for having a laundry basket. <laughs> Valid, cause niggas had bags, like for real, like for real, like. Y'all never rode down. What about at your cousin's house? Privilege for having laundry being done in your house, <laughs> like nigga. They, you can't fucking slide in a laundry basket at the laundry mat. 
But we used to y'all. So y'all never got to run up the stairs from the basement and pretend like the monster was coming after y'all. Privilege for having a basement. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Privilege for having an imagination. That was no demon. That was a real person. God. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared for real in life. Not fucking because something I made up. Oh my gosh, so y'all never played that game. Babe, so when we was playing, he won't get us when we was on our walk. I was just rolling with you. <laughs> I, that's my girl. I'm we, <laughs> we went. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. I'm sorry. Let me y'all get it out. some freaks. What? He won't get it. What kind of cook bang y'all in? I thought, I thought she was trying to say how to go get it. but uh, <laughs> So we, we've been taking walks outside to get kind of fit for the wedding because anything else is out the window. There's too much shit going on, but we're going to walk. So on our walk, in order to like do a little sprint, we walked behind the building. And I was like, let's pretend somebody chasing us and run. So we were running like somebody was getting us. So we the game we coined it is somebody going to get us. And we just run. <laughs> I grabbed a, a booty or two. <laughs> it just sounds like some freak shit. Okay. Yeah. Because um, this ain't even how that would happen. What? You would definitely pull a tool on them. Uh-huh. So it ain't even. But sometimes you just got to run. What else is going to motivate you to run? That's because y'all live in a black na- a white neighborhood. Because if y'all lived in a black neighborhood, the motherfuckers would just be watching y'all run or running with y'all. <laughs> Trying to run. Privilege for me able to run. It's funny that we're getting into a conversation about houses and, you know, having stairs and running in neighborhoods. Um, because last week we talked about generational wealth, right? I didn't even know black women ran. I try not to as much as I can because... These, you know, like outside. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I didn't even know that. I will not. I try sometimes, but it's something heavy. You weigh me down. It's like running with a book bag on frontwards. But um, anyway, so last week we spoke about uh, Dr. Dre and his situation with his daughter, which led us into a conversation about generational wealth and legacy. And after that conversation, we kind of got to talking about like what black people can do that they don't typically do or that we don't normally see to build their money up to get on the level as all the other races. So we briefly spoke about how we typically come up, we have a disadvantage, we don't get that head start, we're not given that loan of $100,000 when we graduate college to start a business or do whatever the hell we want to do. Our parents aren't typically buying us our first house, first car, first anything. So what are some things that we see other cultures doing to kind of like build their money up so that everybody could get a house. So in my searches, I found out that some people will get together as a group of people, pay for the rent for the month or whatever, and then buy somebody in the house a house. And then they'll do that again and buy the next person in the house a house because you all are staying in this whole house. And it took me down the rabbit hole of, intergenerational households and what that looks like. So have you guys heard of that before? Uh, in terms of like the, the purchasing of the homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Or just the concept of intergenerational households. I think I read that in an article once upon a time, but it was uh, a black family that did it. So I think I seen it was like on Afrotech or something like that. Really? Yeah. But, but I, I found that that was the anomaly. Like that's not, that's not the norm. 
Yeah. So by definition, an intergenerational household is a household, obviously, with multiple generations in it. So to probably have the grandparents in it, the children and then the children of the children. So your parents are staying with your grandparents, essentially, or your parents are staying um, their The grandparents are staying with your parents. Whole time I thought you meant like when you get kicked out your house and have to go live with your grandma. That's what you think like about intergenerational. Like, you get put out the house and then go live with your grandma. <laughs> I, I so lost. But the thing, the point of it is, everybody's putting money into a pot for everybody in the house to get a house. It sounds like privilege to begin with. Everybody in the house got a job. Yeah. And everybody has enough money to pay a bill. <laughs> lost already. I'm confused. I I could never, I never can imagine this because I just don't see how that works. What do you mean? What are you like? What do you think it would be like? Let's take it for for instance, our family. Well, your family. We'll start with your family. Let's just start with yours. Okay. You have a, 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 a better structure of a family. Like, I don't. I don't have that kind of structure of a family. Like my parents were never together, so I would have to pick a side from the jump. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think if we did it as millennials, you have two parents in the same <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, I could kind of see it for um, my family. I think we would all get on each other's nerves, but we would make it work. Like every, but the thing about it is, when somebody is getting on your nerves in the family, everybody gonna know about it. Right? Because we all gonna hit the group chat, and that one person is gonna be left out. Like, yo, did you see? Blah 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 blah. You want to say something to him? And I think it would be good. I think it would be fun. I actually, I, I pride myself in saying that I do want to make enough money for my family to live in the same house area, maybe have a tiny home in their backyard as we get more money. Um, they, they have a nice shed. So, you know, if things ever get hard for me, and e, maybe we could go to the shed and, you know, walk to the house. And, you know, so I, I wouldn't be against it. I could see it. That's a dub. No, you wouldn't want to? So the... I- I know this is kind of shallow, but one of the main reasons why I cannot see me doing this is because um, they don't make dishwashers big enough, right? Like to have an intergenerational house. What you mean? You are the dishwasher. No, that, that's the exactly, youngest in the house is the dishwasher. See, that's exactly but my point. Go, but like when I envision this, I only I don't see this the way people talk about it. Like so, like take us there. What do you see? I see, like, grandparents live in this house but don't work. Mm, they retire. So the children of the grandparents are literally the head of this house. <clears throat> and then their kids also live there, too. You know what I see? An in-house babysitter. I thought you was going to say, I see Mexicans. <laughs> 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 because that's how I picture it in my head. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. I see a daycare. I, I see thought... daycare bills being saved. But... So I, when like he's saying there's not a dishwasher big enough, I feel like if Abuela is at the house, why she gotta be Abuela? <laughs> why does she have to be Abuela? Why can't she be Umi? <laughs> Who the fuck calls her by Umi? I think Muslims do. Oh, all right, all right. So if they like there, their only ju- like thing that they got. The do these days is just clean around the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? They at home doing laundry, watching soaps and it's shit. Kind of problematic, but I get it. What? I mean, like, that's generally what I see. Like, that's what I see. Like, the grandparents that live there don't work no more. Mm-hmm. And so I they, like, 
do all the thing because the granddad don't the granddad somewhere on the corner getting drunk but i just see like that's what the role is like the grandma is an extra babysitter she is taking care of the house because she don't have to get up and go to work while the the parents children the the parents of this household go out to work every day and mm-hmm. come back and then you know the kids whatever age either at home or at school you know what I'm saying yeah so that's how I f- I see it so I really never seen like a black version of this bro so you never seen blackish no I you know I watch that bullshit I mean I, I feel I understand they had an intergenerational household yeah they did they was rich I, I understand too, what so. I understand what means is coming from but. I mean, I think that's one particular like scenario, right? Because you know, not everybody's grandparents are just like bedridden or just like or just. Re- I'm not saying, saying like, bedridden. I mean, I'm just but, saying they don't do shit else. Well, I mean, but there could be a situation where it's just like, hey, yeah, like you know, they're functional, but they probably you know it's too much house, right? So it makes sense if it's just hey, like you know, Nana owns the house, you know, Grandpa owns the house. It's too much, you know, it's too much house for one person. We all move in and live together. You know, it could it could help out. Right? Hmm. I'm not against that. I'm, I, all that rent money that you paying or mortgage that you paying going towards other stuff. No, because that whole, you know, black people had this whole my house, my rules type shit. And you can't no matter what age you can't get past that. I feel like after a certain age, you grow out of my house, my rules. You can't. I feel like I still they house. About 25, that's when I grew out of it. No. So you was bringing niggas to the crib when you was 25? Yeah. And they was staying, spending the night? Yeah, Eric spent the night. That yeah, I mean, that 25 was literally like five years, like when we started. Eric spent the night. He was spending the night. Often? He had to sleep. How in. often? He couldn't sleep in my bed, though. <laughs> for, for a while. A long while. She was yeah. like. But eventually he got to the point where he could sleep, sleep in a bed. Y'all about to get married. Was it before so. we... Uh, Got engaged? Yeah, it was uh Yeah, it was right before you. You know what down. it was? It was when I moved out or when I made plans to move out and he started coming up, they was like, Well, she about to go live with him anyway. They could sleep in the same bed. Like I I I'm I guarantee that if that wasn't the case, that nigga would still be on the couch. I think in order for it to work though, there has to be like a level of understanding that this isn't nobody like this isn't one person's house. This is everybody's house. I don't think that's so. How you that need works. to be able to have the same freedoms as anybody else in this house, I don't think black with respect like in the rules. I don't think black people see it like like that. house rules. I don't think black people say we're not roommates. I'm your mom. <laughs> like, like I don't. I just don't see this going any other way. What if there was enough space for everybody to have like their own section? You now you talking about privilege? Because this if y'all all home. paying two thousand dollars for rent, right? And y'all all take that two thousand dollars. It's six of y'all. Where the fuck are y'all living? Shit, you might live in uh, Houston or something, <laughs> Miami. I'm sure the yams they going for like thirty five hundred for a unit. But um, <laughs> well, I, thought you, I thought you said the yams. Miami. Not Miami. Miami. The yams. That price, look you know, like, Florida. That's inflation. <laughs> Paying thirty five hundred for some thirty year old yams. Inflation on inflation. Best thirty five hundred you ever spent. I'll tell you something. It's like I'm lying. Um, but yeah, so you take that and you put it all into the pot, and everybody's paying that. You probably get a nice chunk of house for that. No, you you still not rolling. No. So, so uh, can we go through what our examples are 
uh, functioning, um, you know, multi generational households. Like what we think it would take to make the household run. Well, I mean, I mean, what are so? I mean, because basically we're saying that we've seen other cultures do this. Yeah. Right. What do you? What do we see? You know, what are what are the the pros of having this? I ain't never been over none of their house. They don't never invite nobody over to their house if they living like this. I just told you I only seen the Mexicans do it. But like, have you ever been to their house? No, but they live under us in our apartment, mm. and it be like. I'd be like, how many people live in there? Mm. Like, it's like, I've seen, I know for a fact I've seen a grandma, a mother, two kids, and at least a dad, because that'd be his work truck outside. So I'm like, I don't know how many people live in that apartment, because right. we live in a two-bedroom, so I don't know what's going on, because they got like three kids. You know who else I've seen do that, or heard that they do? Asian communities, when they bring people over from... Asia and they come to the United States and they all have one house and everybody stays there until they get enough to continue their growth in America. I just wouldn't, I couldn't find myself like doing that. Like that, that would have been something from like, not now I would never want (coughs) to go back. Like if I was 15 and they was like, no, you good. Until like we live like this was the culture. We just all live together. Then it probably would make sense to me. But now at 30, I'm like, bro, no, I like to walk around with my nuts out. That's true. <laughs> like, That's true. I, like, no, I don't under, No, I don't get this. Can't, like, That's I, true. And not, especially not in one house. And then with the common areas, you, I think you would have to have multiple common like, areas. Yeah, like, you, like I want to hang rap pictures on the wall in the TV room. You know, like shit like that. Like, I won't. Have you ever thought about it as a small sacrifice for a, a large gain? No. Because of the amount of money you would save by doing that? No. Because. Uh, what about temporarily? Gotta be down bad. Pride won't let me get that far. Yeah. Pride wouldn't. Honestly, now that I think about it, I've seen two cases of this. Um, the first case was when I was in high school and my high school best friend, her grandparents lived in the house. It took me a while to realize that her grandparents lived in the house because they had a separate entrance to the basement. Mm -hmm. So they had the basement renovated and they lived down there. And I had no idea that they lived down there until I started like spending the night and hanging out with her more. And I didn't even know. I was like, well, why do you always talk to somebody in the basement? Who that? Y'all got family down there? But um, they seemed to do it really well because they had their own entrance, own exit. They had their own bathroom, everything. It was like a small apartment down there. And it seemed to work out. I don't know if they were paying um, her mom rent or whatever, but it seemed to work out. Um, The second case was in my adulthood. I seen two couples and a single person live in the house together. Mm. So it was a situation of friends living together for everybody to cut their costs on rent. And um, one of the couples came out of it with a house. So I think it worked out from that aspect. But I did see some wear and tear on the friendship during that time. Which makes me wonder, like, I would, I'd be kind of upset. Like, yo, yo. oh, so we all moving into this house, right? Because when y'all stand with, like, with us, return the favor, fam. <laughs> like, what? But I, I just don't see it, bro. I don't. I, I just like my space, bro. I wouldn't want to live with people again, like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So one of the things that I guess what kind of really triggered the conversation for like afterwards, right, was we were talking about you know how far will a parent should take care of like their kid, right? right. Okay. So one of the bigger things that you kind of see in like that intergenerational household 
is like if that kid goes to school and then comes back, right? And after they graduate from college, they're able to stay with their parents, right? Mm. And, and and it might it it's on the it's a intergenerational household adjacent, but yeah, that's where I kind of see like most of the intergenerational households have situations like that, where they you know a, a child might be right out of school and might not be able to get a job, be able to afford something and they're able to like stay at home so they can i think sometimes people just need a longer runway so instead of it looking at it as a situation as you already on your own and you're doing good that's fine you know you're on your own but if you want to take things to the next level and you just need a little bit of little bit more time to get to that next level that's perfectly fine and i feel like a lot of times we don't give each other that space to have that longer runway to get your stuff together. And sometimes it would be a lot more helpful. Like instead of when I said last week, you know, at 21, I got put out to be on my own. If I had just a little bit more time to do something, probably could have fucked around a little bit longer and then got into the position that I'm in, like going to school and all that stuff. But I feel like it would just be helpful, especially, especially to the kids that are graduating high school and not going directly to college. It's almost like you have two options. Go to work or go to college. That's for motherfuckers that care, though. Like, I I lived at home until I was 28. Shit, that's the reason I live at home now. But, like, I don't think I was, like, preparing myself to live on my own. Like, eventually, I probably would have been like, you know what? I don't want to stay here no more. But, like, at that point, I was, like... I'm 28. Like, I'm, it's cool. Like, I come and go as I please. Right. Well, but why do we feel like that? It's like, it's like forced. Like, it feels kind of forced in our, in our, in our culture rather <laughs> than. We feel like we need to be our own people now. Like, I need to be, uh, out. It's this weird ego thing. Like, Rez has got to be the mother of this household, like the queen of her household. And she can't do that living underneath her parents. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like her, mm-hmm. how, her growth is being stifled because it's like under that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, the man of your house, you can't be the man of your house if your dad is still on the grill. <laughs> you want to be on the grill. Yeah, right. like you. And, I, and I understand that, but like it's a math game, right? Like it's all about numbers. Right. Like my thing is like if... I like I would just use me as an example. I, you know, graduated high, uh graduated college, right? I didn't get my first job for a year and a half after I graduated college. Right. right? I was able to survive because I went to grad school, you know, no refund checks be hitting. Right? But young nigga run that checkup. Right. So, but one thing is like if me personally, if I would have decided or if I would have probably humbled myself to ask to stay with my grandparents or with my parents or something like that, it would have probably given me a little bit more leeway to be able to to explore, you know, basically to not take, you know, nine, eight to nine years to get to me where I'm at today. Yeah, but you didn't want to do that. That's I mean, not but, what but that, but that was But that was based off of what, you know, always growing up saying at 18, you're going to be out of my house. But I'm just saying, like, it's a, one of those things that I think it's a something that we have to unlearn. Like, I don't think it's necessarily healthy. I think it's a it's a reaction to. Hey, I've been struggling to raise you, so I need I need relief by getting you out of my house. I feel like that's that's the key. Like I don't know if that's because now instead of having multiple incomes, you just have one income. 
I think they just keep telling us like being grown is this cool thing. Like, like not, not even like cool. Like it's just you reach this point. You don't need nothing else. Yeah, like, fam, I'm not. It started. It all started at that Thanksgiving table. Like I've when heard. you couldn't sit at the grown up table, or and to second that. It started when you were sitting in the back seat of that car and you wanted so bad to sit in the front seat so you could be grown. And it's this whole thing about, like, even if you take, like, relationships and you hear them motherfuckers talk about that, on, I'm not I'm not finna be at home raising a grown man. Why, why not? Man, Jody ruined it for us no, all. But see, but, but that's the thing, though. Like, the thing is, like, intergenerational households, like, if it's done ideally, no one, like, everyone is pulling, is pulling their weight. Like, everyone is, is contributing. It's not... Someone is just like, just, I'm just, you know, just fucking around. And because so I life. We, I think we mixed it up. Happens. So we're talking about two separate things. We're talking about graduating school and being able to stay a little bit longer as opposed to being told, get out of my house. Right. right? And then we're talking about intergenerational households, which means that Niggas a group live. of adults yeah. come together and decide, yo, you're going to stay here until you have enough money to get a house because I don't want you to have to run a house. It's a trap. I don't want you to have to rent an apartment. It's a trap. I want you to buy a house somewhere before you leave this house so that you, too, can be set up. And I think it happens like that because sometimes families aren't able to outright buy their kid a house. Like, I don't be like in my head, we separate this and it's because that's how life goes. The kid that was able to get away from the house and go to college ain't coming back to whatever it was that he struggled. But a motherfucker who never left and was in this struggle the whole time, why would I? Like, I don't know a life outside of this. So why would I do that? I ain't gonna hold you. Being home be fun. Like, being at home allows you to do some shit you probably shouldn't... It, kind of stifles you a little bit like you think so i would take the part-time job because all i need money is transportation to get home get to work and do shit like that Mm -hmm. and do fun shit i want to do so i think that's where the rules come in you have to have a little bit more structure about yeah you're going to be in this household but it's not a, a fact of you just renting out a room right like you have to have a plan like they don't like they you live there like everything that comes with living here comes with these expenses. Like you don't have to go grocery shopping because we all in this fucking house got to eat. So it's going to be food. The lights are all going to be on because we all live in this house to pay for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when you become this kid at 21, it's like, nigga, I've only known that the lights was on. <laughs> like, why should I be helping turn these lights? Up? Keep the lights on. If I wanted to do that, I'd just leave. And pay your own, like, <laughs> right? Like, and have your own independence. You know what I'm saying? But what is it about the? Because have you ever lived on your own? No. Like without somebody, just no. on your own? No. Me either. Do you want to? No. So I think the challenge for probably you is just like the thought of like having your own family and your separation. Yeah. Like, because you are like very. I don't. I don't want to be like too much with too many people or to be able to separate yourself. Like you want, if you living in a household with like six people, where's the time for you to come back and like charge up? Right. Or decompress. I I just don't like the, like it wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like even if like, I, I always say if the lottery, lottery hit, 
It's a compound. Y'all have your own space to go do whatever. It might be on the same piece of land, and we all can share, you know what I'm saying, this land together. A cul-de-sac, if you will. Yeah, but it's not. Like, I would be. I would love to be the guy that, like, goes into real estate and buys the apartment complex. So now we all live. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can live in, like, here, live in the complex or buy all the houses on the block. We can live on the same block, but I'm not finna, like, we not finna stay in the same house if we can afford not to. Right. Like, that's it. So, I mean, so, I mean, okay. So, now we're saying if we can't, I I, I think, uh, so I guess there's a, an idea that when in a generational household, like, everyone can afford to live on their own. But they're choosing not to, yeah. so that they can save money. Yes. All right, but if but you're saying that if there is a situation like I don't know, like another, you know, another 2008 with the, you know with the housing market and right. something like that, if it's like a dire situation, you that's the only way you would ever do it. Yes, bro. I'm not. No, I don't want to. Okay. I just because I I want to fuck in my house and not give a fuck who hears it. Like I don't want to. I don't want the girl to be embarrassed that my mama heard of. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want that. I want to do, if I today want to hang, I, like, you know what I'm saying? The, if the laundry's in there, I don't want to hear somebody say, you uh, you need to be washing that laundry. I ain't finna wash it after your ass all the time. Like, no, bro. That's why I left <laughs> to begin with. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm 30, by 30. I don't want to hear that. Like, that still triggers the trauma that I got from childhood. <laughs> why this one sinking the... This is my house. That's why that one sink's still in the seat. <laughs> like, the spoon's still in the seat. I want that. I got away from that trauma. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I really think it's something that can be done, but I think there has to be a, a foundation, and maybe it works better amongst friends. Would you go into a situation like that with friends? Nah. <laughs> can, you ex- can you explain the, uh, the three house thing about amongst those friends? Oh yes. What about it? Um, the the you mentioned it briefly in the beginning. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's just a house of six friends living together, and you know, it's it is what it is. It's, what the fuck is this? The I real said, world. Right, so I, lo- I looked it up. So basically, there <laughs> the were three. There, I seen the one where there was just three sisters. Like there were three sisters, and basically, what they decided to do is that they, uh, over the course of I guess you would say like 30 years or so like that. Oh, that's the what plan, household you're talking about. Right. The plan was that they would live in one house and they would all pay the rent, right? As if they could all afford it because they could all afford it, right? So they're all paying the mortgage full price, like so three times a month, right? So that they could be done in like 10 years. Okay. And then essentially the next oldest would then do it following that, right? And then even though the person who owns the first house will still live there, they will still contribute to the second house, right? And then same thing with the third house. Could you see yourself in, you know, siblings or friends situation where you can say, hey, like, let's create this, you know, our own, you know, situation where we kind of continue to do this. Do you think people will really do that? Why? I feel like after the first person get their house, you'd be like, huh? We still doing this? Dang, that's so old. Y'all still doing this? So are all the sister singles? Are, do they not have to consult with their husband? Y'all still on this bullshit? That <laughs> they, was 10 years ago. They, are like, they don't have to consult with their partner about putting like money into something else? 
Dang, y'all still trying to pay this mortgage off? Mine been paid. Like, I don't I don't see how that... Like, I, I want to opt out. I don't... Like, this is, like, some shit, like... what ha- Now, what happens, like, the first house is just there and you live there, like, but you paying bills here and something happened to you. Now you can't go along with this plan no more because the- I got laid off. It sounds great in theory. It sounds great in theory. It sounds really great. But when you start adding these variables, like, I have a husband who has his own house. I don't need to pay to get a house anymore. I think it's um, it's very good, but you have to go into it with a plan. And the truth is, most times when you live with people, you start to see stuff that you really don't like. And you about start to them. not like them. A little yeah, bit. so it can be challenging. I do think that it is a good strategy, um, and it's something that maybe we could work towards. But ideally, it is. It comes with a bit of uncomfort. That's why it's almost like a sacrifice. Yeah. For a big reward, like whatever you're saving up for. So what happened when uh, Diamond let Ebony in her house? Mm. Fucking her man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happens when your friends start fucking on each other? Now y'all got a, a nasty house. So now somebody gotta leave. <laughs> now somebody gotta go. Home. Now somebody gotta leave. Wow, that's crazy. But I think and um, use the money you were saving by leaving here because I gotta go now. Now you gotta leave very quickly. And uh, take what kind of rule? Like, what kind of rules do we have, bro? I um, I think the rules would have to be rule number one. Can you fuck in common places? We might be Netflix and chilling, and shit get a little heavy. Can I fuck on this couch that we done paid together? <laughs> um, what happened? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you could fuck on the couch. Hold on. Are there anybody? Is anybody else in the house? No. It's just y'all there. And I fuck on this couch that we all share. Can I do that? I would say <laughs> as long as I don't know about it, which you, you don't just, know. You don't just hurt. trying to be nasty. What I, but I'm putting it in his perspective. All right. If this is the case, you vegan, eat fucking like meat, and I'm vegetarian. Who yeah. go to... If any, can we all eat the shit that's in this kitchen if it fits our dietary restriction? Or can I only eat the shit that I buy? You gotta, uh, I think that would call for a second fridge. <laughs> because that's a lot of stuff. That vegan motherfucker got a lot of shit in there. <laughs> that they can't eat. That they need to hurry up and eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, E wanna watch YouTube videos on, in the common area, but I wanna watch the game tonight on that TV. You got a TV in your room? No, we don't, we don't got that. We got one TV because we done paid for that's this your, 80 inch that's in this living room. That's your problem. I think it would be more of a hassle, especially if you are you know that you could afford the house on your own. And it's like, well, damn, I'm going through all this stuff. I can't even fuck on this couch. Hold up. Let me, let me borrow your laptops tomorrow. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do we share? Everything or certain shit? Do we only got one car? It's Christmas. <laughs> y'all want to have y'all family over for Christmas. Who family get to come over? And y'all not related. It's already six motherfuckers in there. <laughs> It's a lot of shit that go on in here. Like, what is the rule about having niggas in this house? Like, can we all bring somebody back to the crib? I think that's that's the other piece, too. Say if everybody's single, and we see this a lot in, like, roommate scenarios, and everybody's single in the house, but one person has their boyfriend that comes over every night. Now it's a question of we all paying our $500 each a month. Is this nigga- he got 500 so we could break it down a little bit more. Because he's here every night. He's here every night. And he eating the shit. <laughs> you cooking for him right. out of our kitchen. Right. You ran out of cheese, but I had a whole thing and you use some of my cheese to feed this nigga. I think 
once the rules are established, it could work. But it's going to be uncomfortable. Then it becomes a whole, like, uh, a cleanliness thing. You got to clean every two days. I like to do laundry once a week. Like, and who's paying for Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it becomes one of these things where it's, like, a hassle more so than it's helpful. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? I can only, we all, like, we, you do everything separate, but live in one house with somebody. Like, I might as well fucking go somewhere else. So let's take it a step further. You have kids, <laughs> right? Your kids are in high school. Now that you've experienced your life, you know, living with your parents, leading up to high school, leading up to college, not going to college, whatever. What do you think your parenting style is going to be like towards that issue or towards that stance for like having them leave the nest or preparing for them to leave the nest? Uh, Because uh, I just think you should. I mean, I think you should uh, give them the option. Like, hey, listen. You got to do something, though. Like, you got to do something. We hear that a lot. As long as you're doing something, I don't care. You can stay. I mean, I, I don't think it's respectful for you to be trying to bring women in here, but I understand. Like, I, it, it depends on what my situation is. Like, I mean, like, can you? This is a it's a mom and a, a, it's, a, it's a household conversation. Can you blame them, like, after 18 years, though? Like, like for a, for wanting you to get the hell on, get get the hell on. You see what I'm saying? But After 18 years, for but, wanting you to to step. But it's like <laughs> it's also like a like a you gotta understand this is still my house type thing. Like no, because when you think about it from our point of view, like right now we are doing a lot of stuff to get to that set where we have a house that yeah. we can go to, and, like, and we bring you into this world, into this house, and we you get ma- the freeload. Fucking freeloader. Okay. Let's think about it from that view. Fucking freeloader. So you would let them stay as long as they, they need to, as long as they're doing something. Here's the thing. This is all, all I am providing you is with shelter. The vibes. This, this is the vibe. The vibes are shelters. <laughs> and they're probably, there's food. The amenities of these house, I got. Okay. But you're not driving my car. You sure ain't. I'm not putting gas in yours. Don't ask me to pick you up. I'm not paying for this. If you got a room full of sneakers, you better walk in. It's time for you to get your own phone <laughs> like, bill. I'm not doing all You're this You're not sitting shit. on my plan for... I'm not doing all this other shit that come along with this. What age you get off your parents' insurance? 24. I don't even know. That was a rough day. I don't even remember being... That was a rough day getting dropped from you. It's like, you don't give a fuck about me no more, huh? So I got to live on my own and I don't get your insurance no more? Listen... But that's like the type of thing I'm seeing. Like, bro, you can't. Like, I'll prov- like you. There's a room you can come in. Here's a key. You do whatever you need to in this house. It's free, cable free, Wi-Fi free. If you got a computer, do all that shit here. But everything else that uh need that you need to leave the once you go outside this doors, that's on you, fam. That's on you. I think my strategy would be. You have to be careful with this one. You have to be financially responsible to do this as a parent. But I would say that they could stay up until, you know, how long they need. But after a certain age, you're going to have to start paying some bills. Mm. And my ideal plan would be to use that money that they're paying me for, like, rent and just put it to the side. Because 
naturally I wouldn't be in a, in a position where I need that money to actually pay the bills. I would just use it to put towards you when it's time for you to actually leave and you have the foundation to leave. So in a perfect world, I would take your little $500 in rent or I don't know how much it would be. A hundred, 200. My parents charged me a hundred. It wasn't shit, but I, I was struggling to get that hundred, but, um, <laughs> charge you a little rent and then take it and flip it into something else for you. Ideally. Yeah. But I don't think I would be in a hurry to rush them because I know that feeling. I just, uh, and maybe you don't want them to leave after a while. I don't know if kids get to, if parents get to that point. Where they don't want them to leave? I think they do. I'm not doing none of the uh, the extra shit either. Like what? Wash your own clothes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I own detergent and shit like that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But, hey, one day we'll see. Because it becomes like you just live at home. Like, it didn't know. Well, my situation was different. Like, it was just me and my dad. And my dad was like, yeah, I, I live here anyway. I got to pay for all this shit anyway. You can come stay with me. I could tell my parents wanted their house back. <laughs> <laughs> I could fuck it too. They was like, you having a lot of fun over here. <laughs> and like the first couple of months I moved back, I was on vacation. I went to a vacation every uh, month. They See? was like, so you just going to go on vacation every month? Yeah. And like <laughs> a little bit. Like even that like brought us closer though. Yeah. Like it brought us away. It does bring you closer. Like now, I feel like the the year and a half that I've not lived with him, we don't even talk as much now. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I also realize that's like one of our character flaws. That's what something you inherited. We don't like to talk to people. (laughs) Like, even if we in the house, we just gotta be in the house in the same room to speak to each other. We don't like congregate together much so it was one of them like i don't need much just sit in the room with me while i play on my phone and you watch a movie but look, that's what i be asking for right that's all room. i want it be motherfuckers that want to talk to you that want to talk yeah they always want to talk attention and shit. just communicate need attention communication want, want communication yeah. talk 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 this not good <laughs> enough we in the same room doing it like you know what i'm saying i even let you control the tv i don't pay attention anyway Anyway, um, I think we could take a break <laughs> and come back for her final thoughts. Look at this finna get cussed out after. <laughs> right. Before we get in trouble. And we're back for our final thoughts. So as we were thinking about things that we wanted to kind of wrap up the episode saying EA started to get in his bag and I'm just gonna pass the mic over to him so he can continue that conversation. What were we saying off mic? Ultimately, what I was saying was that uh, I was... was, Not him picking up right where he left (laughs) off. I was jumping in my bag. I was trying to put my whole feet in my legs. Yeah. Yeah, you were. trying to wear like a a sack. A sack race. Yeah. Right. right. But uh, ultimately, going into this topic, I... I, I'm not sure if we want to say that I mix things up, right? Because I look at intergenerational households as like adults. Like multiple adults that, you know, may got some years in between them. Uh, basically living in the same house, right, for the same common goal. But Meezy kind of debunked it for me. I never really expected, like the just to hear the idea of the the freedoms that you have. You know, basically what Meezy kind of got me to think is like the freedoms of the struggle are worth more than you know living financially like well, pleasant, but kind of having restrictions and. That has done a lot for me. Yeah. I think 
going into it, it sounds like a good idea. I think I said it throughout the whole episode. And then I just like think about it like it's a lot of stuff you got to give up. Like you got a really good relationship with your sister. Or what if you got a sister that that you like beef with and we mm-hmm. gotta live here? What if you got a sister that go get pregnant and then they gotta bring that baby back and it's another mouth to feed? Like, mm-hmm. like that baby got bad vibes. Imagine what you gotta do for a peace of mind. Like you gotta. That's why I say you have to have a lot of space to do that. Like what if like you want to go? Like imagine the teenager. This from fucking uh, the show I was watching on Netflix. Uh, imagine you like got the potential to be really great at life. Yeah, you don't get to deal out all your opportunities because you got to go home and watch the kids that live in the house because you're the oldest. Listen, not fun. I think some people actually lived out that reality um, during quarantine. And Imagine that, you know, stuck in the house. Some people have fun if they had a lot of space. Other people, it was a struggle because you don't get that peace of mind when everybody the, the hell at home. Who the fuck ate on my kettle corn? That Wi-Fi start acting up when it's six, seven <laughs> people on it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> This nigga starts stealing charges and getting out of hand. Right now, you can't find your blocks. Your grapes going. You came back downstairs to eat them. They going. But let's get into some jams um, that we could listen to because when you winding down and your family ain't around screaming in the background because six seven motherfuckers in there, you might want to put your headphones in and listen to something to take your mind off it. Maisie, what you got for him? You are now tuned in. Now tuned in to W M E Z. Uh, I ain't even gonna lie to you. We're gonna figure this out right now. You uh, you're tuned into uh, what we're we gonna play this week. Uh, we got CEO Trail, uh, CEO Trail this week. This song is called Okay Cool here on WMEZ. Hey, you doing all this extra shit, you stupid bitch. Hey, I knew you way before this shit, you stupid bitch. Try to show you what you spent me, you little stupid bitch. And now you see I'm lit, you tryna do a dick. Bad though, kick her off a show, that's what they call me. But when these bitches had me in my feelings, uh, and when I met her, I approached her, and then I made her call me. Then picked her up to go handle some business, end up getting to some shit. Not a bitch fall in love with me. Can't even get a text back like, bitch, you don't even fuck with me When how the fuck I'm thirsty when you told me you was gon' fuck with me I just be on a bitch to suck my dick and count the bucks for me You don't care, I don't care, my feelings ain't hurt, bitch Bitch, I got on white ones, Fendi on my shirt, bitch I messed the gas too hard and watched that scrape G- And that was uh, CEO Trail, that was OK Cool And he expressed a lot of things in that song that I appreciate I.E. How you call me thirsty and you told me you was going to fuck with me. Anyway, that was the song of the week this week on WMEZ. If you appreciate that and you want to hear some more lines, you can go kick to the girls that be trying to play you. Go to Tidal. Go to Apple Music. Go to Spotify. Type in WMEZ. And Textually Active should pop up for you. And you too can get into your bag with the Song of the Week playlist here on WMEZ. Textually active. That's right. I just want to say with that song, like I was expecting a flow based off of the different songs of the week that we've had, but that one um, made me want to feel like, like kind of like violate somebody like, like Jadakiss. And yeah, it's like we outside again, bro. 
We we about to go back inside, but this is the last Y'all lip syncing. La, the last little section that I, I we gonna get outside. Right. And I'ma live it up. That's right. All right. Um for memes. Anybody got a meme? You got one? Yeah, I'll go. What uh, you got? In the in the spirit of okay, cool, because I I I gotta listen to it again because I kind of liked it. Yeah, right. that was, so basically, that was I'm just it's just the energy that I want to be off of. Basically, um, you sometimes you just gotta you know remind yourself and remind others that I only debate my equals. All others I teach, and that's a word from John Henry Clark. Why was if I said that like like Funk Master Flex? I only debate my equals. All other teachers I teach. Hey, you gotta put a bomb on there. Yeah, you need a bomb. That's crazy. Light it up. That's crazy. All right, mine goes along with the episode um, because if you living in a house with eight, ten motherfuckers, I feel like this is something you do to kind of like clear your mind. Um, and this lady was spitting when she said this because sometimes you just don't have a car. Um, I just drove thirty minutes in GTA to clear my mind. That's it. That took me back to my teenage days. That's all it, that's because all when I was in that house and them parents getting on their nerves, close that door, get in that car, drive around and tear some stuff up. That's now you now you on a high speed chase with 50, five, five 56 stars. cops, the SWAT team and the helicopter shooting at you because you're trying to clear your mind. That's the only that's the only place I don't want to have five stars. On GTA, yeah. That game was so fun. Shout out to GTA. Yeah, that's fire. I was triggered. I could relate. <laughs> uh, this one go to uh, all my guys out here that talk <laughs> like CEO Trail did. Argue with your girl in person is easy, but she get on that phone, start whooping your ass in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you just be like, you like, okay. <laughs> Your ass when it comes time for that typing and you see that keyboard is still going, oh you already god. got a paragraph on your pendant. More afraid of ellipses in my life. Oh my gosh! Anyway, thank you all for listening to another episode of Textually Active. Textually we drop active. episodes every Tuesday. You could come back right here on YouTube, right here on wherever you listen at Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music. Are we on? It's podcast. Whatever. Pod- whatever you listen Apple. to your podcast yeah, on. Whatever. Doing that. I like when you guys watch on YouTube. YouTube is the one. Really. Yeah. You can see the real episode in real life. Right. Get it. See what the hell going it on. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Notice that I wasn't paying attention for the whole time. That's <laughs> my secret. It's late. But we will be back next Tuesday with a new episode. Make sure you keep up with us on our social media pages. If you like this episode, share it. Leave a comment. Like it. Talk to us. We talk back. One of us is spitting today. Yeah. We will be back. Bye. Not with our families, though. No. No. It's not a family podcast. No. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.